0: Good evening, everybody. Well, you already know the fucking drill. How you doing tonight, Marquis? I'm doing excellent, Tess. Thank you for having me once again. Thanks for being on here once again. Good shit. And well, as always, the world is going to shit, but on the bright side, the midterms are less than a week away, and God knows we're ready for them. So... It has been a hell of a fucking week, and, well, the United States has basically been a shit show, also for the politicians up in D.C., and one of their husbands in San Francisco. As I'm sure many of you have already heard, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, her husband was attacked just a couple days ago in their home in San Francisco by a deranged man with a hammer. Marquis. you got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this is the second time her husband has been in the news lately for being hammered. He was just in the news like a few weeks ago for getting off a DUI charge that would have gotten any of us locked up in prison, but he just gets off it magically. So that really shows that uh, politician privilege is a very real thing.
0: Indeed it is. Well, while most of you should know, we do not in any way condone physical violence no matter how much you hate the politician. However, this event does bring up quite a few issues, particularly in the way that the Democrats have responded to it. From my understanding, what the fuck was his name? David? Was it David? Yeah, David de DePape?
1: De yeah, da- whatever it is.
0: Yeah, da- David Pape. He is a well-known nudist who likes waving around pride flags and streaking, apparently, and apparently lives in a school bus, from what I've heard. Yet, of course, since something bad happened to a Democrat, the Democrats have decided to paint this guy as a far-right extremist conspiracy theorist because he posted some shit about QAnon at one point. Whether or not this guy is left or right-wing, he's clearly out of his fucking mind. Also, some people have theorized that that's not even what happened, which honestly, the more I think about it, the more it kind of makes sense. Think about it. So this is, I'm not sure who wrote this, but I saw it yesterday and it says, "So if we we're to believe the media, a rainbow flag waving nudist prostitute got up at two in the morning on a Friday decided to create two random websites with hundreds of posts about QAnon and Big Brother in the dead of night, then stripped down to his underwear, grabbed a hammer, and jogged all the way to Nancy Pelosi's house, and miraculously breached two layers of max-level secret service security designed to protect the third most powerful person in the world with nothing but a hammer and some tidy whities and finally shouted, Where's Nancy? before smacking Paul in the head with a hammer in front of cops without being absolutely riddled with bullets. This guy is basically fucking Jason Bourne, apparently. He could breach two layers of federal security in an assassination attempt, but didn't bother to check if Nancy was even in the country. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: It is very odd. Another thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is why this guy was even in the country to begin with. He technically is an illegal alien. He came in in 2008, and generally, you have to leave within six months if you're here just visiting, which is what he was purportedly doing, but that was uh, over a decade ago, and he's still here, and still
0: causing havoc, apparently. He's an alien? I didn't know that.
1: Apparently so.
0: Do you know where he's from? I believe Canada, but he entered through the southern border. Huh. Well, what do you know, Democrats? You're being attacked by illegal aliens. Oh, the irony. Well, uh, again, we. I am glad that Paul is expected to make a recovery. I do not wish physical harm on anybody who is not causing harm to others. Well... As far as I know, Paul is not causing harm to others. At least not since his DUI. But, in other news, because again, this has been a hell of a week. Elon Musk bought Twitter and is now unbanning everybody who has not incited crime. Hallelujah! fucking Luya. I think this is a sign of something big potentially happening. Hopefully, the Democrats
1: are really up in arms about uh, Elon buying Twitter and may- making people with a uh, blue check marks by their name, they're verified pay $8 a month for that status. And uh, representative Cortez really went off on Elon about that. And yeah. uh, Elon responded in the way that only he, he could with a meme, yeah. a meme about uh, how people are fine with buying an $8 coffee, but they're not fine with buying an $8 a month verification. Yeah. Uh, she can definitely afford it, but I don't know, maybe she wants us to make a GoFundMe to help her pay for her Twitter verification.
0: yeah Typical socialist style. Yep. I have all this money, but the rich should be paying their fair share. I don't have to, though, because I'm doing my part by telling people to pay their fair share. Yeah, I also saw, uh, he sent a photo of her, apparently, like, she sells this branded shirt for, like, 50 bucks or some shit. I can't be too sure about the details, but I saw something about it that was pretty funny. Speaking of leftist outrage, um... Sometime last week, uh, Luke Bryan, popular country singer, at su- at one point during his concert, he invited Florida Governor Ron DeSantis onto the stage uh, to bring awareness for Hurricane Ian that wrecked many parts of Florida, and the crowd went wild. The crowd loved him. It was I, I actually watched the video of it. It was. A great show and uh and it was not political at all he Luke Bryan did not say a damn thing about politics he invited Governor DeSantis out and tossed you know they tossed a few hats out into the crowd everybody loved it until after the show uh obviously in typical left-hard style Some people tweeted out some rather harsh tweets about Luke Bryan and Governor Ron DeSantis uh, saying a few things like, shame on you, Luke Bryan, shame on you, calling DeSantis a hateful bigot, the typical bullshit, which is funny because, again, it was not political in any way. Luke Bryan, from my understanding, is from Georgia, you know, very close to florida obviously it makes sense that he would want to bring awareness for one of his home states and you know it makes sense that he would collaborate with the governor as many celebrities do all over the nation democrat or republican they interact with their officials and thankfully luke bryan did not back down and he made a post defending his appearance with ron DeSantis saying that it was not political in any way. Obviously, though, many people on the left still shit on him for it, which is funny, considering that one of their candidates appeared at a rapper for... What's her fucking face? I don't even know. It's one of those plastic fucking female rappers who just goes out and talks about pussy. Lotto. Yeah, her name is Lotto or some shit. And uh, she had Stacey Abrams come out during her show, and they held up a bunch of My Body, My Choice posters and openly made it political. But of course you don't hear anything about this from the left. And I just find that fucking hilarious. But it's also funny that at least Luke Bryan was putting on the guy that's going to win his election.
1: I'm looking at the polls right now. The Spectrum poll that was done today has DeSantis up by 12. The Florida YouGov poll has DeSantis up by 10. And all the other polls that have been conducted in the past few days have DeSantis up, winning by sometimes double digits. And if you look at the election betting odds map that we've been going on for the past couple episodes, I think just last one, though, The odds of DeSantis winning are 95.5 down there. That's judging by the people who actually put money on it, and uh, they have a better record of predicting elections than the pollsters do. So I'm going to go with the people who have money riding on it. So it really looks like he's going to win. And uh, about that other concert that you were talking about earlier, how... uh, all the leftists are trying to make this a big uh, women's rights campaign or whatever it is. The polls show that abortion is not an issue that's resonating with most people. Indeed. Polls done in Ohio and other places across the country found that uh, that was ranking third issue and below. The economy, 47%, was cited as the most important reason why people were voting this election. Amen. Followed distantly, yeah, it was followed by a distant second, threats to democracy, and then killing kids, a distant third, Only 12%. Give me a break. No one's voting about abortion this election. Or, let me amend that, maybe
0: 12% are. Maybe. Wait, threat to democracy was the second biggest issue?
1: A very distant second. 14%. Yeah. This poll lumped everything economic related into one thing and found that 47% ranked that as their biggest issue, which you can't blame them because I have a guy on Snapchat who works as a uh, stalker at a store. And every day he posts how he's changing the labels on everything and the prices are going up by dollars, not cents, entire
0: dollars. Are you thinking of the same yeah. guy I'm thinking of? Probably. Amen. We yeah. have a lot of the same friends. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it's funny because we can slide right on into Biden's disaster of a speech at the Union Station in Washington, D.C. That that was virtually, that was the majority of his speech was, threat to democracy. Not all Republicans are, but all Republicans are a threat to a democracy. They, and he talked about, and this was a big point, he talked about how important it is to so many Americans, the current threats to democracy. Um, he, he said uh, some big percent of people are worried about the state of our democracy. You got to remember, it's not just Democrats saying that. Republicans, many Republicans, and, hell, people that aren't even partisan, like you and I. Democracy, or at least our democratic republic, the democratic aspect of our republic, could very well be under threat. For example, by people who say that half of the entire nation are a threat to democracy. Fear-mongering. And with many Republicans believing that the election was, in some way, stolen in 2020. A lot of of people believe that. You can't just pretend that it's one side and it's just a Democrat issue. It's not split in two like abortion is, of Democrats saying that democracy is under attack and Republicans saying, no, everything's fine. Because a lot of Republicans are saying everything is not fine. And,
1: well, absolutely
0: well the speech at the union station was horrible it was his last ditch attempt to try to tell everybody vote for me or democracy is dead and evil maga man yeah he pulled another one of those he said extreme maga or ultra maga one of those things again he really should know that that's not working trump just embraces it every time in the same way That people go around wearing proud deplorable on their hats. You can't beat Trump by insulting him. It's not going to work. But it was a horrible, horrible speech. It had a lot of his trademark stammering and gaffes. Even though I don't really call them gaffes anymore. It's just his brain not working. It, It was painful to watch. It really was.
1: Absolutely. This is going to be one of the rare times I actually agree with Biden. The Republic is definitely under threat, but he's uh, looking in the wrong direction. One of the things that just happened this last week actually happened on Halloween, interestingly enough, and it was actually the scariest thing to happen on Halloween. The Intercept dropped a new report that was a summation of a several years-long investigation of the collaboration of big tech social media firms and the intelligence community around here. They found that the DHS is completely pivoting from the global war on terror to a domestic censorship role. They have this in documents. It's spelled out. They bet out that the Intercept got. These companies, Facebook specifically, made portals for or intelligence agents to log on and flag content that they want down. They're having bi-weekly meetings between executives in these big firms and representatives of the federal government, DHS and all that. At that uh, board, that govern- governance disinformation board that was has scuppered a few months ago, just because we were able to shut that down before it really got off the ground doesn't mean that censorship isn't going on. In fact, it looks like it's ramping up by uh, all metrics that we're looking at. And the scary part is that even if Republicans take Congress, we're not going to do anything about it. What are we going to do? Launch an investigation, and then fire two or three bureaucrats? Give me a break. This is a systemic problem, a rot that goes to the core of the intelligence community and we're not going to get rid of it unless we clean house. And are there any Republicans who are willing to clean house in the intel community? I honestly don't think there really are.
0: Yeah, funny enough, a historically speaking left-leaning man took the biggest step that we could. Elon Musk. I mean, let's face it. He, He said it himself that he had never voted for a Republican before. And now he says he refuses to vote Democrat. Even though all of his friends, and he himself have said that, he is a pretty liberal guy. But the left is moving farther and farther and farther to the left and leaving the last, well... I wouldn't necessarily call Elon Musk sane. I mean, the dude is kind of out of his fucking mind. But they're leaving the last few decently... Put together people in the dust. Tulsi Gabbard, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, in many ways, does lean kind of left. And even he te- he came out on his podcast and said, Guys, if you want to get the insanity to stop, you're going to have to vote Republican. So it's it's weird seeing the left kind of fall apart in on itself. It's interesting to watch. It really is.
1: The revolution eats its own. They're turning on each other. It's becoming a circular firing squad. Get the popcorn.
0: (laughs) And I will grab myself a Guinness and kick back, and I'll watch that show all fucking night. I'll pop my popcorn. I'm actually going to make popcorn for the live stream. Hell yes. By the way, back on that topic. Uh, An update on the live stream. It does seem like we are good to go on it. We're, I'm finished getting it set up just later tonight, and if everything goes as planned, y'all can count on it happening around uh, 1900 to 2000 Eastern Time. I'm thinking about 1900, 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time and 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So y'all be sure to check that out. We'll keep you updated. So. Back to the midterms. Oz versus Fetterman. It has only tightened and tightened, and depending on how quickly the snowball builds up further, it could get loose as fuck with Oz taking the lead this weekend. But for now, many polls say that Fetterman holds about a one-point lead. While others say that Oz actually takes a lead. So, what are your thoughts on that, Markway?
1: Right. I was just reading uh, 538 earlier today where they collected the transcripts of a lot of uh, the ads are going back and forth. And yeah, right now, uh, Oz has been hitting Fetterman and about his. Uh, phony blue collar background. This is like the narrator in one of his ads. John Fetterman poses in front of factories, but he's never worked in one. He's lived off his parents until he was 49. Fetterman's phony blue collar act insults struggling families while he's pushing tax cuts on people who actually work. And uh, Fetterman's poll numbers only started to drop when oz started hitting him on crime so that's going to be one of his big things hopefully oz can clean up the state a little bit if he gets into congress but we'll just have to see but i'm not too sure that he will be able to get into it because it looks like it's going to be a choice of the lesser of two evils one recent poll in pennsylvania found that only 38 percent had a favorable view of oz compared to a 50% unfavorable view. Yeah. If Oz pulls this off, it looks like it's not going to be because that uh, he was popular and people like him. It looks like it's going to be a referendum on Fetterman. And people are not going to vote for Fetterman if it's a referendum on him. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah,
0: no. It, Oz may not be the best candidate, but at least he can speak. At least he knows what time, vaguely, of day it is.
1: Absolutely. One person who totally doesn't know what time of day it is, or seemingly doesn't know what anything is, is uh, Beto O'Rourke down in Texas. <laughs> he just went on TikTok the other day oh, and God. posted this really cringy video of him making a dance for abortion rights,
0: and yeah. it made me almost grow up in my mouth. With that girl saying point of view you're a woman in texas and you just want rights and then it was beto saying that he's fine for you what is it with democrats doing that creepy shit with their eyes it was like it, it looked like a meme it looked like he was actually trying to be a meme like of one of those chubby little chubby little dudes that like smile at you like with their chin pointed way into their chest, and then they do that creepy, slow wave. God, I saw that video just a couple hours ago, and it was so creepy. It actually made me feel uneasy. Absolutely.
1: It looks really disconnected when politicians who are not within shouting distance of Generation Z are on TikTok. Just give it up and make a YouTube video and post it on your Twitter and save some amount of dignity. Don't go dancing on an app that only, like, 16-year-olds use.
0: Yeah, it still don't have a TikTok, and I'm proud of it. But I don't want to see Beto's hips gyrating, ever. No, you and me both, brother. Which, if we take a look at the polls, let's see... If that, TikTok has helped him any, in any way. So, according to 538, Abbott still leads the polls by 9 percentage points. And I can't say that I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised it's not more.
1: Pivoting a little bit to a different poll, the poll of the people who put their money on elections... And Abbott has a 93.6% chance of winning as of today, and it's only going higher.
0: Yeah. O'Rourke is not going to win this. It's not going to happen. Speaking of governors in the midterms, Arizona, Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs. Where is that race at? Well, we got the numbers for it, but we can't dig too deep into it because Hobbs... Is too pussy to debate Kerry Lake. So, uh, well, Obama is at least standing in for her. Barry's out there getting heckled. They are heckling him to shit at his own rallies for Katie Hobbs. What say you, Marquis?
1: Indeed. Obama is out there and he's saying that uh, democracy is going to be destroyed. If Arizona Republicans win this race and it's just absurd that just because Carrie Lake is a Trumper she's MAGA and all that and he's just using this hyperbole it's the same thing all Democrats around the country are doing they're trying to paint Republicans as this uh, crazy insurrectionist authoritarian like Pinochet party or something and that's just not even within the realm of reality the democrats are the ones that shut the country down they're the ones that are trying to get us into a nuclear war with russia the democrats are the ones building 1.7 million dollar toilets in pelosi's district and we're and they're also the ones that are trying to censor the internet like we were talking about earlier are we really going to say that republicans are this giant unprecedented threat to democracy that we're single-handedly tearing down the republic while all this other stuff is happening that was not exactly of our doing. Just give me a break.
0: As Barry would say, if republicans win this election, then democracy will come to an end. Now, please excuse me while I go and bomb some more innocent Syrian civilians. Absolutely. Yeah, well... Lake versus Hobbs. I don't know all that much about Hobbs, probably because she won't fucking show herself, but. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Amen. That does bring us to another very tight race. However, while Lake barely leads Hobbs, Vance is leading Ryan by. According to 538, Vance's lead is actually. Well, it's. Only going up. As of October 23rd, Vance was leading by 1.3. As of November 1st, Vance was leading by 2.3. And as of November 4th, JD Vance is leading by 3.9%. So it seems like Vance is only gaining more and more ground, and I don't see it bucking that trend anytime soon
1: absolutely if you look at the polls on a uh, real clear politics we got the emerson poll from today we got vance up nine we got the cygnal tracking poll as vance up six and uh, yeah all the polls basically have vance up we can basically say that he's going to win this now which is really good uh like I said, there were polls conducted in Ohio saying that the issues are as follows for the voters: economy, forty-seven percent; threats to democracy, fourteen percent; abortion, twelve percent. And you got to think, not all that abortion is pro-abortion. Some of that is going to be anti-abortion too. So, yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's just showing what issue people are voting on. That's a definitely good. It breaks down along sex lines about as much as you'd think. Vance is a lot more popular with men than he is with women. But I was reading some other articles today that are postulating that suburban women, which are a real swing demographic, are swinging back towards Republicans for the midterms. They voted for Biden in the last election. So we can definitely hope that that
0: happens. Yes, Uh, very much so. Yeah it, yeah, it is pretty big news for well, both Republicans and Democrat Democrats seeing that so many states that have historically been swing states are now becoming red states. And a big part of that is due to seeing the Democrats failures over the past several years. Ohio used to be like the alongside with Pennsylvania was the swing state, and now it seems to be going pretty safely red. Florida, also historically a big swing state. That was the middle of the tug-of-war rope for Republicans and Democrats to be pulling on, and yet Marco Rubio, Ron Santos are both considered to be very likely to win re-election.
1: One little race that I keep my eye on, just at the corner of my eye, is the governor's race in Michigan. Right. And right, right. now, it's a real dead heat. Poll from today Whitmer, Democrat, is up by two. It's almost 50 50 over there. That's in the margin of error. And flashback two years, Whitmer was in charge of the most extensive lockdown during the coronavirus pandemic. She was doing all kinds of stupid things. When people were trying to, like, grow gardens so they wouldn't have to go to the supermarket as much and uh, spread viruses, what does she do? She closes down and prohibits the selling of anything to do with agriculture so people couldn't even grow their, quote-unquote, corona victory gardens, which is the dumbest thing, most boneheaded you could ever do. She's also closing down arbitrarily like big portions of stores over 50,000 square feet, which led to people not understanding like what they can sell and what they can't sell because her regulations were just that had to open to interpretation and people had to play it safe. And that led to them banning the sale of in some cases child's car seats in other cases even american flags because her rules were just that arbitrary and impossible to interpret the meaning of so i'm really hoping that whitmer gets defeated i i usually curse this much on this podcast but yeah fuck whitmer yeah she needs to get defeated yeah yeah
0: 538 puts whitmer at 49.9 and dixon at 45 solid so it's definitely possible some other polls put them neck and neck at 45 to 45 others at 51 to 46 others at 54 to 43 uh some at 49 to 47 so it's it's possible it's definitely doable and we hope that Dixon can pull its one out of her ass and as right for as for as I said before New York still seems to be safely blue. However, Zeldin has been gaining some ground and with a few days left to go, it is theoretically possible. It's more likely than for say Beto to win Texas or Chris to win Florida. 538 has Hochul, is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. <laughs> Has a Hochul at 51 and Zeldin at 43.4. So, yeah, we can say to expect the unexpected with a few races here. It's
1: definitely possible the betting odds in for the Michigan Governor's race are 72.8 for the Democrats and 27.2% for the Republicans. It's possible but kind of a long shot in new york odds are a little bit longer 77.6 percent for the democrats 22.4 for the republicans and i'm really hopeful about this next one wisconsin governor's race 62.3 percent for the republicans twenty thirty-seven. Sorry, sorry percent for the democrats right. sadly though in my home state of illinois 93.6 percent for the porcelain prince of illinois JB Pritzker. Unfortunately. Yes. Very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, JB Pritzker is one of the last people on this planet that I would want to be my governor.
1: Anyone who is uh, ripping toilets out of their house to save a few <laughs> dollars on their taxes
0: really shouldn't hold public office. Yeah, I'm sure toilets J- money. From- I'm sure J.B. Pritzker would burst into flames if he stepped foot near San Francisco. Indeed. I
1: remember one debate between uh, him when he was running against uh, Rauner in the last election cycle, and uh, J.B. was saying, I'm just doing what everybody was doing with my tax returns and uh, the the loophole that allowed him to rip the toilets out. And Rauner said, nobody's doing this. (laughs) And he's right. Have you ever heard of anybody doing that? It's an old story, but...
0: Look at San Francisco spending millions of dollars on a fucking toilet. And here J.B. Pritzker is pinching pennies, pulling toilets out of his own home.
1: No one's going to use that bathroom in San Francisco. They just use the sidewalk, I guess.
0: Yeah, but looking at 538... Not too long ago, in fact, I I think we went over it just in our last episode. Democrats were expected to win in about 52 to 55 in 100 scenarios. Now, just a week later, Republicans, it's still a dead heat, but Republicans win in 55 in 100 and Democrats in 45 in 100.
1: The betting odds on uh, Congress is looking pretty good. For the Senate, 69.3%. It's up six-tenths of a percent today. And for the House, 89.4%, still a dead heat, hasn't even changed a tenth of a percent in the last 24 hours. It's We're going to take the House.
0: Yeah, it's That's pretty it's, much guaranteed. No
1: question. Yeah. Right. It's the Senate that uh, that we need to be watching. But I'm still thinking Republicans are going to take the Senate.
0: They are. Like, every poll is expecting now a Republican victory in the Senate.
1: This will be the end of the Biden agenda. He will be a lame duck president for the next two years.
0: Definitely. With the only chance, and this actually does make me worry a bit, With Biden running against Trump, I do think that Trump would win, but I also think that Trump is the only one that could lose again to Biden.
1: Absolutely. And even if Trump wins, then we've got Trump. And uh, that's not exactly an unqualified positive by any stretch of the imagination. He's the one who, of course, said, Edna, that he would just forsake due process and said, I want to take the guns early. And uh, he was one of the biggest spenders in U.S. history also, and the trade deficits actually increased under his watch when he cared about them so much that he started a trade war with our biggest trade partner over them. Right. And the revolving door of politics became an actual reality show. I'm not looking forward to four more years of that. I'm really
0: not. Yeah, I would a million times vote for Trump over Biden. I would love to see him get a second term just to see the left lose their fucking minds again. But at the end of the day, I have to not be like the left and say and see what's best for the United States as opposed to just seeing some entertaining shit of the liberals losing their fucking minds. So I would like to see Trump in the white house again. However, I would definitely vote for DeSantis over him.
1: Right. The Democrats are out here. They say vote blue, no matter who that's actually a slogan of theirs. I'm not saying vote red, no matter who at all. In fact, I might not even vote for Republican in this upcoming, uh, general election, I might see who the Libertarians run. Like I said, I have problems with their party, but Jeez uh, Republican Party isn't doing too good these days. We have to see what's going to do post-Trump because I don't know how long he's going to stick around in politics, but He's a very old man and yes. Yes, we're going to have to see if the Trump movement persists in the days after he eventually has to leave politics.
0: Right. And, well, it does look more and more each day like the red tsunami is coming for these midterms, which...
1: The red wave is going to be like that uh,
0: red coming out of that elevator in The Shining. Yeah, yeah, It really is. And I'm actually looking at forecasting each house seat on 538 with each district. As you can expect, California is almost entirely blue. I am seeing a total of 10 districts that even lean red. And only 6 districts that only lean blue. The rest of them are solidly fucking blue. Florida, the majority red. Texas, the majority red. All these Midwestern states, with the exception of Illinois, they are overwhelmingly red. Illinois
1: only has three seats that are expected to go red for the House. I'm looking at the same map
0: yeah, and only four, only four are slightly or leaning Democratic. The rest are solid. But, again, it, it surprises me in particular that Oregon might be getting a Republican governor. Which, that is very weird because in Oregon, out of the six districts, one is a toss-up, one is solid Republican, Two lean Democratic, and two are solidly Democratic. That's pretty surprising to me, that they're about to get a Republican governor. However, Alaska looks like it's about to get a Democratic representative. But other than that, it looks like it's going to be an overwhelming red tsunami. So, and... You can't really be surprised at that, considering that this is the first administration that I have seen or even heard about that has done everything fucking wrong. Every single thing. The first thing they did that I even kind of approved of besides killing of what's-his-face in the Middle East, which every president does something like that at some point, is... Pardoning marijuana violators. Other than that, this administration has been a complete fucking shitstorm of nothing good happening. Ever.
1: I'll bring up that so far nobody has been released from federal prison because of that quote-unquote pardon.
0: Congrats, Biden. Even the one thing you did right, you fucked up.
1: You didn't even release those people. Amazing.
0: Congrats. Great. I almost gave you a point for it. Fuck. This guy is a failure, and now anybody with that little donkey sticker on him is basically having to sort of work in the shadows and not be associated with him. Even <laughs> even a few months back, AOC, old Cordy, when asked if she would endorse Biden for re-election, she danced around it. She didn't give a straight up answer it is well there's not much else to say about him other than a sigh and a facepalm but anyways covered a lot today Uh, political violence uh, the whole media issue uh, Sniffy the Clown and the midterms we've got four days Four days until the midterm elections. So guys, if y'all haven't voted yet, get out there. Let your voice be heard. And let's see if we can make some real 180 changes in the United States. What do you say, Mark? Wee?
1: Right. I'm going to vote on election day, just like a lot of other Americans are. We're going to be covering it that evening. And... Hopefully, we can win some offices, we being the liberty-loving people of this country. I'm not sure what kind of prospects we have really for deep systemic reform, or the changes we would need to make to really change the system, so to speak, like uh, ending first-past-the-post elections and such like that. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to clear in-house at the intel agencies. We're not going to privatize social security or end the American empire and get back to a sensible foreign policy that we can even sustain. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of big reforms we're going to do, but at this point, it's just damage control and we need to stop the Biden agenda from making it worse. So if nothing else, vote for ending the Biden agenda. That's what I'm doing.
0: Right. Definitely. Yeah, we need to make some big changes, but like you said, I doubt we'll make enough to truly go back to the great American system that we had before. But we can work towards slowly but surely making things better as opposed to making it worse, like Sniffy the Clown and his fuck faces have been doing. But anyway, Election Day, four days away. I already got my vote in about 11 days ago. I hope that you guys too let your voice be heard. And we'll see y'all on Election Day, which, as of the time that I will upload this, will be in two days. Until then, I'll see you guys later. God bless America.